It buzzed while I was talking into it and I thought that meant I did something bad, but it turns out I just got a text. Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. Long, long ago, in September, we decided on semesterly themes. Oh, yeah. And then we brought them up, like, twice, maybe? Mm -hmm. In October or something? Uh, So how's that going? Well, the semester of rules, my semester, uh, didn't go the way I wanted it to. And that's all right. Do you have more rules now? uh, Slightly. I had more... Total, yes, I have more rules. I added more rules than I deleted. But I added significantly less rules over the course of the semester than over the summer before I mm-hmm. started the semester of rules. Mm-hmm. What's, like, can you give me a, a taste of one of the rules that you made? But Zach, I, I gave the listeners so many tastes. Previously to this, I'm, I'm all out of tastes. The rest will compromise OPSEC. But you do have some rules. Yeah. Not very many, though. My theme was housekeeping, I think. And the idea was that I'm a digital hoarder. Yes. And there are fewer boxes in my room now. So I'm less of a physical hoarder in that I got rid of all the boxes in my room. Okay. Which is another one of the... I was talking about how my parents had tendencies to make piles, but they also just had like a space in the basement where all of the boxes went. You took all of the empty boxes and you put them in a space in the basement so that when you needed a box, you could just go down to the box spot yeah. in the basement and get a box. But I live in, I don't, I don't know how many square feet, but it's not enough to have a box space. So for the time being, I'm not giving myself a box space. And so that's a decision that I made huh. uh, technically as part of this semester of housekeeping, I guess. Okay. I, I overextended myself this semester more than I thought I would be doing when I signed up for all of the things. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be a lot of stuff, but it's going to be dealable. And it wasn't it, like it was dealable, but it wasn't really dealable. And it was a whole bunch of stuff that I couldn't like halfway through the semester be like, oh no, I've done too much and then stop doing one or two of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there was one thing that I did do that for. But besides that, no. So I'm, I'm trying to reduce now the amount of things that I have to do and have to see through to the end because someone else is holding me accountable to it because oh, I need okay, a couple yeah. things that I can just do and not like be super worried about someone else's deadline that aren't classes because those have enough deadlines because now I'm like a, an older school person and there are more deadlines. To remember which type of student older student or younger student has more deadlines an easy trick is that older students are more likely to die hence Mm. deadlines Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought of a rule while you were talking okay that you just came up with it or you remembered it i remembered it and it's been going very well Ooh, and i do not mean that sarcastically okay it is legitimately one of my better rules the rule is and i recommend this for most people some people know. Mm-hmm. Some people I actually don't recommend this for because they're special. Which, which end of the spectrum do I end up on? You probably don't need this rule, Zach. Cool. I do need this rule. What's the rule? Dramatic pause for effect. 
The rule is, never say the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. That's a decent rule. Uh, Sorry, just cut this out. I told this rule to one of my roommates, and Mm -hmm. they went on a date with a person. Mm -hmm. And at some point, they brought up, uh, don't remember exactly, something that was heavily associated with a messy ex. And followed the rule and did not say the first thing good which is that oh middle name (gasps) oh god that would have been miserable oh no oh no so just don't say the first thing that comes into your head or at least think about the first thing that comes into your head okay okay (laughs) i don't say the first thing that comes into your head and think about the first thing that comes into your head are very different things and i was thinking don't say the first thing that comes into your head is an interesting challenge, but I don't know if it's actually that helpful as a rule. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, including myself, when you're having a conversation, you're just kind of thinking about the things they're saying because that's the polite thing to do, and but not super deeply because that's hard. Mm-hmm. Or just like kind of thinking about what you're saying in the conversation. The first thing to pop into your mind is tangentially related at best (laughs) it's dangerous and i'm 20 years old i know things i'm a wise person listen to me somebody somebody once said it's one of those phrases that you hear that the first thing to pop into your head is the what you've been god i'm i'm gonna look this up i'm gonna (laughs) mess it up otherwise the first thing Well, you know, I can't find it after a cursory Google search, but it was something related with the first thing to pop in your mind is what you've been raised and what you've been socialized to believe. And the second thing is what you believe you should believe. Interesting. I like that. I'm not sure it's true, but I like the idea. So even if your first thought about something isn't always great, the things that you think in response to that first thought of, wait, no, that's not accurate. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever it is are are the like things you actually believe or believe you want to believe or want yourself to believe or are trying to get yourself to believe so is this just a never-ending cycle of trying to improve yourself yeah that's kind of the like life mm. um okay but i'm not i'm not done i wasn't here to just yell at you about not writing enough rules what was your favorite class my favorite class This is a really hard thing to tell you because I had some really, really awful professors Mm -hmm. as far as like their ability to teach me anything. Yep. No, I really dislike when people blame other people for their lack of learning or whatever, but I'm special in this case, of course. Obviously. (laughs) I really do feel like some of the professors I had made it more difficult to learn than it would have otherwise been with a with the professors I've had in the past. Okay. One of the classes that I really loved in the first semester was taught by a different person in the second semester who was not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. And that was a physics course, and it was really fun for the first semester, and not fun in like a, a blow-off class kind of way where you're just like looking at the way light gets projected onto screens or whatever and calling it learning, but fun in a like really good way 
You learned a lot, but you learned it not just from the book. You learned, like, the material instead of the words. Yeah, and it was fun to listen to the lectures because mm-hmm. she was very emphatic. And um, the second half of the semester was not that. It was quite a contrast, in fact. So that's why I'm kind of torn about because if you're just going off the first half of the semester, absolutely, that physics class is my favorite class. Mm-hmm. But if you're going over the entire semester, uh, it would have to be some computer science class. We learned about okay. logic and such. Was it um, like architecture? No, that was another awful one. <laughs> okay. Because of the professor again. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed computer architecture despite the professor. <laughs> I did as well, actually. I came around on assembly. I didn't like it at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't like programming in it, but it was by the end of the, the course, it was like kind of fun. Yeah. To just like flex those brain muscles to do something that you're not super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zach? What was your favorite class? I think I'd have to say the it's it was like a survey of functional programming class that I enjoyed quite a lot. And a lot of it was like a, a very academic language, like no no business actually uses standard ml of new jersey or whatever the the language is called but it's it's like exactly by the book like whoever wrote the book on chomsky i think wrote the book on languages and so it follows like chomsky and language theory and then like however the type theory beyond that works and so all of the like academic ways that you should do computer languages that no one actually does because it makes it a super big hassle because you can't do like subtyping and just like all of these little nitpicky things that are really useful when you're just throwing a program together. That right. Sometimes you need to be able to pretend that a number is a Boolean um, <laughs> or like an integer is a real number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this language just won't let you do that. But it was really interesting to see, like if you were going just straight from that type theory perspective, how much building a lot of like the toy examples just made so much sense it just slotted together like puzzle pieces basically Hmm. sounds cool it was a lot of fun Uh, and then one last semester in review question is there something you do now that you didn't do in september doesn't have to be rule related Hmm. let me think about it what's your answer yeah i was really hoping i could i could (laughs) wait for you to answer and then i could think about it (laughs) okay okay just let me think about it then Mm mm-hmm should this be something that, like, something I picked up because of school or something? No, just, like, clearly we're different people than we were in September. We have changed. We have matured. We have grown. Okay. I guess the big one for me is I care a lot more about my privacy than I did at the start of the semester. Mm-hmm. And that is because of... Lots of reasons that I've already said on the podcast plenty of times. I I still am not entirely sure. I think one thing that I still need to work on, but I have been getting better at, is just being aware of how, like, things happening in this public space, like the house or wherever, affect other people, which is such a dumb thing that you figure out when you're 20 years old, but... Can you give an example? Just, like, I don't know, that the dishes just don't get done magically. <laughs> Which is, like, duh. Mm-hmm. Duh. And I knew that in, when I lived in Sweden, 
Because it was just me and the one roommate doing the dishes. But here there's more people and so the dishes are like anonymous. Mm -hmm. And so cluing into when the dishes get more full and just everyone's going to be a little grumpier if somebody doesn't do the dishes. So you might as well do the dishes is something that I've I've picked up on more and that I'm hoping I can get better at. Uh, You mentioned living in an apartment. Mm -hmm. And I also started doing that. I was living in the dorms last year during the semester. Yep. And now I'm not. I'm living in my own apartment with my own name on the lease. Right. (laughs) Cool stuff. Yeah. And that's not where I am right now. No. <laughs> but this is also not the place that I'm living. This is just a place with fast internet. You you found a co-working space in middle of nowhere USA. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I had a I had a heck of a time getting set up the uh this afternoon. Mhm. Mostly because of not living in the place that I'm recording. So I'm at the I'm at where I'm living and I drive here where I'm recording. Mhm to be ready at four o'clock i get here i'm getting set up and i realize that i'm hungry i'm really hungry okay now i have a decision to make because there's no there's no food here i have Mm -hmm. to go acquire some forage if you will Mm -hmm. and go out into the berries behind the co-working space and (laughs) pluck some off uh so i assess my options my options were in the time allotted before recording starts, I, my options were McDonald's or Culver's or a grocery store. Is there not a subway nearby? There's a Jimmy John's, I think, mm. but I wasn't mm, not in a Jimmy John's mood. I get it. Yeah. And I, just, I wanted a hamburger yeah. mostly because I've been a vegetarian for like three weeks or so. Oh, N- not out of any decision. It just happens that I haven't eaten any meat. Just because you forgot meat? I haven't forgotten meat. It's just (laughs) not something I did. When I was at the grocery store the past couple weeks, I just didn't pick up any meat. Yeah. I have so much frozen chicken in my freezer, I could never forget meat. (laughs) So I went to McDonald's because I really just wanted a hamburger. And and I wanted it fast, so I wasn't about to go to Culver's because they take forever if you're talking fast food. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get there and I ordered the hamburger and he says, okay, it'll be just a minute because we're doing the all real beef now. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't care about the reality of your beef. Give me imaginary I, beef for all I care. I want it now. <laughs> well, my main concern was like, what was in there before? <laughs> was this not cow meat before? I'm confused. It was exclusively hooves that they put a bunch of pink food dye in. Yeah, yeah. It was certainly hamburgers from McDonald's were not pink because they have to cook the crap out of it so that no one gets sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever. Okay, I guess it's real beef now and takes longer. <laughs> Could have just gone to Culver's or the grocery store, but all mm-hmm. right, whatever. I already ordered and I'm already mm-hmm. I've already given them my credit card, and I'm looking at the time and I'm. It's, it's slowly approaching forward. I'm not in any danger. I might have to finish the hamburger while Zach and I are in our pre-show. Mm-hmm. Pre-show ritual. <laughs> we have to light a bunch of candles and such. Yeah. A little bit of chanting. <laughs> we do our daily affirmations. Mm-hmm. This podcast doesn't get done without the, without the help of Satan. It just doesn't. Yeah. 
If you're not okay with that, you can stop listening. <laughs> so at this point, I, I get my hamburger and I'm just wolfing it down because I'm so hungry at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, what do I need to do to be ready for this podcast? And I'm going through my checklist, mental and physical checklist, mostly, mostly mental mm-hmm. because so many things have changed. And I get to laptop and I think, okay, cool. We're all good. That's the end of the list. And when I actually get back to where I'm recording, mm-hmm. I set everything up just the way I like mm-hmm. and realize my laptop is only at 30% battery. Oh, no. No big deal. Because I can just plug it in. Yeah. Except for the fact that my charger is not here, but at my apartment. Oh, no. Not the place where I'm living, even. No. Oh, no. You gotta, you gotta buy a Pixel and then use the Pixel charger to charge your USB-C. That's what I did. I, I uh, was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just use my iPad charger mm-hmm. because it has USB-C now until I realized that that is actually at the place that I live, not here. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Uh, but I have my like actual iPad. I could just record off the iPad. That's a thing you can do now because it's a pro machine and yeah. everything is pro and everything is yeah. cool and pro. It's space gray and has multiple audio inputs, right? No. No. <laughs> it has one audio input and I don't think you can output while you're inputting. Oh, okay. So maybe my laptop can run Skype for three hours while my I- iPad is recording, but I doubt it at mm-hmm. 30% battery. And then I get a text from Zach saying, mm-hmm. it's going to be a while. I need 30 more minutes. And I'm saved. Saved by yeah. the bell or the dinging of my f- watch. The Slack chime. Saved by the Slack chime. Quick aside, I was actually making plans to go to Cuba and then Slack said they would deactivate your account if you ever tried to log into Q- in from Cuba. So if I do go to Cuba for a while, we need to find a new way to communicate. Aside over. Signal. Yeah. Is that allowed in Cuba? I have no idea. Presumably. Okay. I, the, the issue is that Slack will deactivate your account if you're in Cuba. Not that you can't access Slack from Cuba. And Signal, I don't think, can deactivate my account. Yeah, but Cuba can, like... Deactivate my Signal. Yeah, they can be like, hey, no. No encryption. We don't like that. I'm not sure how strict they are about that kind of thing in Cuba. Anyway, so I drive back to the place I'm living to get the iPad charger. Mm-hmm. And I drive back while listening to the latest episode of Hello Internet, which came out just a half hour before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about airplanes, as they do in, in Hello Internet. Yeah. And uh, Brady uh, in, the, uh, in the Maldives. Wait, okay, no spoilers, because I haven't heard it yet. Also, I'm going on an airplane tomorrow. <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing bad. Okay. But I'm rem- remembering a time that I was on an island. It was a Caribbean island, and... Um, we were taking a little puddle jumper airplane mm-hmm. and we're, as we're taking off, my dad leans over and I'm trying not to get any of these details wrong because he will call me out. He's got nothing else to do with his time now besides call <laughs> you out and whittle small animals out of Brillo pants. Mm-hmm. He leans over and says, and asks me, so if that guy, he's pointing at the pilot, if that guy has a heart attack, can you land us? <laughs> and I'm like... I don't know, 12 maybe. <laughs> so I start thinking about that and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like I could. I've played lots of flight sim- simulators. Mm-hmm. That's basically the same thing. 
And like, it's not a big plane. Yeah. So I answer like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of just like looks over at the pilot again and says, all right. But like, that was the first time I'd like considered a plane just going down because of human error. Because the first thing I think of every time I hop onto an airplane, regardless of size, is could I land this thing if this guy has a heart attack? Hmm. Anyway, I'm thinking about this while listening to Hello Internet and um, driving. You got to do the B thing. You got to go in and out and in and out and in and out. Uh, I just got to get a sentient B to help me pilot and everything will be fine. So I'm thinking about this while listening to Hello Internet and famously they have a plane crash corner. So I'm even more in tune with uh, crashes in general. Then I pass like a big line of cars and I'm thinking, if I have a heart attack, would I survive? Not not from a heart attack standpoint, but even... Like, now what's your car going to do? Yeah, what's my car going to do? Because I might be able to survive a heart attack, mm-hmm. and m- emergency teams are pretty good about that kind of thing. But you couldn't survive a car crash. If I'm having a heart attack, <laughs> necessarily. If my blood's not pumping, I'm not surviving a car... Yeah. Car, car... I almost said car attack. A car crash. <laughs> <laughs> car attack is the, the title of my new book. It's about um, the dangers of free parking in cities and uh, why we need to replace all roads with bike lanes. Car attack. Coming to stores eventually. So I'm driving along thinking about, oh man, I am, what if I crash? Oh gosh. And you know, now I'm on high alert. Like, am I going to have a heart mm. attack? Am I going to crash this car? Is someone else going to crash their car into me because of a heart attack? Mm-hmm. Well, but then you wouldn't be having the heart attack, so you could probably survive it. Right. And, I, and I'm driving a fairly large car, so I, I probably win. Mm-hmm. As I'm thinking about this, and as this big line of cars is coming at, not at me, but in the oncoming traffic lane, like a deer just kind of whoops across <laughs> the road. And it's daytime. It's not a big deal, uh-huh. especially around here when there are deer all the time. Yeah, people are used to deer. In the middle of nowhere, people are used to deer. So I hit my brakes, big line of cars all hit their brakes, and everything was totally fine. Absolutely nothing happened. Oh, God. Okay. You were saying it like there's an and then or a but, and I was just... <sighs> but Zach, now we have to talk about something. If I... If, the, if that didn't happen, if the deer went across and a semi swerved into me and hit me head on at 60 miles an mm-hmm. hour, totaling a whopping uh, billion newtons of force, that's a rough calculation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from, from the physics professor who you kind of learned things from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, what, what, do you do, what do you do, Zach? What do you do if I just don't, I don't answer any texts? And mm-hmm. what do you assume, rather? What, not what, so much what do you do, because you just don't record the podcast, I assume. I think if you went, if you were gone for like a day and I didn't already know about something, I'd be like, oh, dang. But if 24 hours went by, like I went to bed, I woke up, I went to bed again and I woke up and you still hadn't responded, I think then I would just assume you were dead. Okay. That's how long okay. it would take me. I think it's a reasonable amount of time. Then I would probably text people who i know who know you uh-huh yeah and be like hey by the way did certus say that he was gonna go live in a cabin in amsterdam for a week <laughs> and just not warn me <laughs> i would check your slack status mm-hmm. if it says dead if my slack status says dead please just uh-huh you can have my stuff you can have all my data my slack data cool do you actually 
Sardis, do you have a death plan for all your passwords? Um, let them die with me. Okay. Who needs my passwords if I die? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of a single service that I would want someone to have access to after I die. Mm-hmm. Are you the main Hulu account holder in your household? Nope. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Okay. Maybe like... Okay, you know, here's one actually. Mm-hmm. Our apartment's Wi-Fi router, I am the only one who knows the admin password to it. So if they want to change the password, they would not be able to do that without my LastPass account. Other than that, I cannot think of a single thing. You should get like a... You should put it in a box with a dead man switch and you just need to scan your fingerprint like once a week. And then if you don't scan your fingerprint for a week, then it just starts beeping really loudly mm-hmm. and it un- unlatches and then they can reach in and it's just got the admin password and a little note that says, sorry, I died, guys. Certus. <laughs> if I got confirmation that you died in a milk related accident, like if a milk truck crashed into you. It's big dairy. It's big dairy trying to take yeah. me down. Um, I think I would need to keep doing the podcast. You can't silence us. Because big dairy doesn't want me to. So I, I just wanted to make sure I had your authorization to continue Absolutely. the podcast if big dairy tried to kill you. Yeah. And if big dairy takes a hit out on me mm-hmm. and I find out about it before I die, you, you know, I'm going to be talking about it. I'm going to record it right away. I'm going to send it off to Zach mm-hmm. so that regardless of whether where we are in our two-week period between recordings you'll have um up-to-date information can you prepay for hover or aws or any of those things <laughs> can you be like hey hover i know big dairy is gonna kill me in at least a week but i want my site to stand <laughs> i mean as a testament to the fact that big dairy tried to kill me for years to come you got to set up like a trust fund an anti-dairy <laughs> trust fund that only disperses money to hover in AWS to make sure your website keeps going. You know, I was thinking, like, okay, what am I going to do with any resources that I have, not, which are not very much, but significant. It, it would make a difference to someone, for sure. And I was thinking about my family, I was thinking about friends, and then... But this is a much better option, I think. Mm-hmm. It's much more fair this way. I'm not, I don't seem like I'm showing favorites or anything if I yeah. give all my money to anti-Big Dairy funds. Or you could do like a 39 clues thing, but you spend all of the money on setting up all the clues and then there's just an empty wallet at the, once they get all the clues and they figured it all out. Because the, the real gift, Zach, the real gift was the family you made hate each other along the way. Exactly. Um, you were talking about cars or something? Oh, that was about it. I am now okay. plugged in with an iPad charger, which the battery is still going down, but very slowly. Okay. And you can probably like shut the computer down and charge it overnight or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about that. You just that. can't like stop doing this and start doing Euro Truck Simulator. So that's a real good segue into what I'm doing over winter break, if you are interested in such a thing. I, I think whenever it was that I was standing up, I had like the standing set up over there and we tried recording. And I kept jumping around in the document because I oh, yeah, yeah, was, thinking right. of, right. not do that. was thinking of transitions. And then you were like, that's not allowed ever again. That's banned. <laughs> you were blocked. Well, Zach, we had, we had one piece of evidence that says it doesn't work. So yeah. I think I'm justified in such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I get you. 
<laughs> it, it, it screws up our flow and it makes the episodes so wonky. I don't know what was happening in those episodes. There's like two that we did that during mm-hmm. and they're so wonky. You mentioned Euro Truck Simulator, which I bought on Steam some time ago. Right. A Steam account that requires a password for good reason. I want to be able to download my games anywhere. Yeah. Because, you know, I paid for them. I should be able to have them where I want them. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of situations, that's a good idea to have a username and password. Mm-hmm. You want that digital account to verify that you're still you. Mm-hmm. But in the case of Facebook Messenger, a service that many of the people I talk to use, and so it just makes sense for me to use it as well, mm-hmm. does not require a username and password to use. Right. It requires a phone number, but that's it. You can just mm-hmm. put your phone number in there and it will do the thing. So how does something like that work, though? Because someone could just type my phone number in and see all my messages. Right. Well, what it does is it sends a text to my phone and says, Hey, is this you? And even if I say it is me, it won't give you my messages. It'll just make a new account with that phone number. Wait, what? I know. It's weird. Well, uh... So. Currently, there are three Certus accounts in a group chat because I didn't understand how the how this how this worked. There's the first Certus account that was at some point connected to a Facebook account Mm -hmm. that I deleted and consequently deleted the Facebook Messenger account because I don't want even the remnants of a Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And then I made a new one with a different phone number, even. And then I got a new phone and typed in my phone number into the Facebook Messenger app. And the old account, uh, the new account, didn't have all the conversations and such. I had to be reinvited into all the group chats and like get approved to talk to my friends again. And now there's three certuses. Yeah. And you know what? I kind of like that system because what I don't have to worry about is someone... Even if they got a hold of my SIM and stuff, like mm-hmm. they can't pose as me unless they have my phone. Yeah. No matter how many tries they have to guess my password, you need this piece of hardware to access my Facebook Messenger account. Because it's saved exclusively on the, the memory. Yeah, that's my understanding at least. But Facebook Messenger is poking me like every three or four times I open the app like, hey, do you want to make a password? It'll make your account more secure. And I'm like, nope. No, it won't. It'll make my account less secure because you can log in remotely now if I yeah. type in a password. So I keep like pushing dismiss and I'm just waiting for the point where they tell me, okay, buddy, you need to make a password. Otherwise, you can't use the app. And that's when all of our friends migrate over to Signal because we have enough clout that we can convince a very small group of people. I don't think we can. I think we can convince like three or four people. Probably. And then if we can have fun conversations on Signal (laughs) and then make constant references to it over in the messenger. Yes, but. Then they'll be like, oh man, I'm missing out because I'm not on Signal. It's It's like the blue bubble thing. Right. The blue bubble versus the green bubble thing. This makes sense, except for that. The thing about Facebook Messenger, the reason we're all on it in the first place and not just SMSing each other, is that it's actually a pretty good Messenger app. 
and everyone has it, including people we haven't met yet necessarily, which is right. not the case with Signal. I met uh, like three people when I was in Europe who use Signal. Okay, well, clearly all of Europe has Signal, so we should just make European friends. Right, right. That's a great idea. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, you were thinking we should just migrate the friend group to Europe. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. That works. <laughs> and then we will already have made European friends, because the friends we had made will be European. <laughs> At what point do you consider yourself European? After six months, that much is for sure. Zach can say for sure he is not European because he spent six months in Sweden. These are facts. I guess if you have like a citizenship thing, a passport. I don't know. I think Gray still calls himself American. Yeah, but that's because the UK isn't part of Europe. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I was thinking more geographically, which the UK is certainly part of Europe if you're talking geographically. Mm hmm. You could also do it by, like, how much you contribute to society. Mm. Wait, okay, no. No, that's a bad idea. Never mind. Run that, run that back <laughs> past me. I'm a little sort confused. Of, sort of set that out. So, so like, the Beatles would be American then? Because they made a, a big splash in American culture? I mean, they made a big splash in European culture as well, I assume. I don't know. So maybe they're just international citizens. They have no nationality. Mm. They're citizens of the world, Sirtis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about the right era for that as well, so we're good. Citizens of the world. That's all I have to say about Facebook. Just that you don't need that, you don't need an account, and you shouldn't need to put a password on there because mm -hmm. it's more secure if I can't log in from anywhere that's not my phone. But okay, one of the things I really like about Facebook Messenger is that I can log in from my computer. Yeah, you can't do that. And I miss it once a month-ish. I'm so much faster at typing on my keyboard, my real old keyboard. Yeah, but you're not typing long form on Facebook Messenger, typically. I guess. Like, I'm a much more elegant speech giver than podcaster because I script out speeches. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to run a podcast like that. Not this podcast, at least. How many speeches do you give? <laughs> um, a few, you know, here and there. When I feel particularly passionate about a subject and someone's in the living room and have no choice but to listen to me. Do you go out and rally the troops or something? I'm very confused now. Yeah, yeah. I just stand on the street corner and start shouting my speech I just mean people. in the living room. You like gather everyone into the living room and you, you start out four score and like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Us, but like from the past, brought forth into this apartment a new nation. Something like that, except I don't call people and they're just already there. Okay. And I just emerged from my room after lots of clicking sounds from my keyboard. <laughs> and I say, hey, you, you with the printer, I need the printer. And they say, oh boy, another speech. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh my God. Next time I come over, you got to prepare a speech. This is Zach Sharp. And it doesn't have to be a speech about me. No, it should be. It should be. Okay. I'm going to, it'll be a bachelor, no, wedding reception style. Where, like, I'm your, uh, I'm your best man, and I'm just telling funny stories about you and telling people how great you are. Can I pound on the, on the table and go, speech, 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 <laughs> speech? Yes. Good. So anyway, I like my keyboard, and I don't know if I can give up Facebook because I want my keyboard, but Signal does let me type things with my keyboard to people. 
Um, which one is this, Zach? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm wrapping it back up. I'm concluding that the thing we were talking about before about Facebook. <laughs> I thought you were just segueing. Oh, no. You had a segue kind of tone. No, I just had a, a conclusion. I had a conclusion I wanted to give and give my last, my final thoughts. Yes, everyone should be using Signal, obviously. That is so clear, except for the fact that Sig- Signal has like some Electron app for Mac. But you know what? It could be worse. It could be Facebook. Right. That's probably also an Electron app. I mean, I usually just use the web browser. It's worse than an Electron app for Facebook on Windows, because anytime you... I don't remember what it was. I think anytime you hit control A to select all of the all of the letters, it crashes. Okay, yeah, we got to get all of our friends on. We got to get all of our friends on. We we should set up a Slack. We'd be that group would love Slack. Do you know how many Slacks I'm a part of at this point? Yeah, but you already have the app. Yeah, but I Slack is a different thing. Slack is something I can put off until later. What do you do with the group chat? I try to like dip in. It's like a stream. And Slack is like, you gotta scroll through it. The group chat is a stream, and Slack is an obligation. Okay. You gotta get to the uh, Enterprise Slack so that you can have a different feeling about that particular app. What is Enterprise Slack? Have you been listening to Cortex? Yeah? Okay, so there are two Slack apps. One is what we use, and the other one is like for businesses and such, for fancy business people. And there are mostly identical but you can set your notifications differently for each of them Mm. okay i see well you can also just change your notifications per channel not per channel per slack group that you're in yeah but the the dot still shows up the dots a total yeah dots are stressful speaking of dots just kidding can't do that now because that's out of order Dots? You gave me nothing to go off of there. Dots are stressful. Stress is a thing, and I assume that's more or less what you're talking about here. Right. You started talking about dots, and I thought about the candy dots. And then, <laughs> and then I was no longer thinking about the stressful dots that make you feel like you have an obligation instead of a stream. Just imagine a stream of candy dots. That would be great. That wouldn't be stressful. Dots are not a good candy. That would definitely be stressful. Dots are so good. Oh, my God. Wrong. Wait, what's the best M&M, Zach? What? The best kind of M&M. Oh, okay. That's a different question. <laughs> I thought you were saying what color of M&M is it the best, and I was about to, like, to hang up and the <laughs> podcast entirely. I don't know. Um, the best kind of, like, thing that can be in an M&M? Sure. If you want to think about it that way. I'll give you your, your options. Sure, yeah. I don't know what all of them are, actually. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know if I have an exhaustive list. I, the ones that are hot contenders are standard. Yeah. Peanut. Yeah. Peanut butter. Yeah. And caramel. Oh, and pretzel. And mini. And mini. Yes. People have opinions on mini. I don't know why I know this. Okay. Um, I think I like caramel. It's tied between caramel and peanut butter. <sighs> All right. What's your favorite M&M, Sardis? Peanut. Not peanut butter, but peanut. Why? It's different. The rest of them just are like hard candy with gooey insides. This right, one is that's a so nut good. in the middle. Those strawberry candies with the gooey insides? No. My favorite. So good. Oh my god. Whatever. Peanut M&Ms are something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Why? For reasons I can't talk about because we haven't gotten to that part of the podcast yet and we can't go out of order. <laughs>
I don't remember. I don't remember what we were talking about before this. Dots. Um, right. But even before that, I don't remember because the 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 talk about candy was all consuming. It just squeezed all of the other thoughts out of my head, much like the end of the frickin' semester squeezes all thoughts out of my head that aren't about finals. Also similar to the way that you squeeze all the fruity weirdness out of that candy. It's No, you'd like suck on it until the, the fruity weirdness gushes out. Like you crunch on it, but there's no squeezing involved. Do you squeeze gushers, Sardis? I haven't had a gusher in like 10 years. Okay, do you squeeze them? No, because they are already flat most of the time. <laughs> flat and also empty. Yeah. You're not wrong. That was my experience with gushers. Perhaps they had changed in the last 10 years. Anyway, yes, we were talking about mental squeeze points. Okay, so I just got done with uh, putting on a production of Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind, like a couple weeks ago. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a fun one. It's been, it's been good. It was a lot of work, and that's one of the things that I was talking about earlier that I signed up to do, and then I was like, oh no, this is so much work, but then I couldn't back out because we were halfway through and everything had already been cast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got to it, and we started working on the show and had like tech week and then like when you hit tech week it's just all consuming Mm -hmm. you have thoughts of surviving whatever the classes you're in are and then tech week and then you come home and you're like oh no i have three hours of homework to do and it's 11 p.m and then you wake up and then you think about the classes and then you think about tech week and then you have three more hours of homework and then the show is over and your brain is like what do we do now what are we supposed to do with all of this time what what's the point and then um because the director scheduled things strangely there's a very quick answer which is it's final season just kind of scream and study for a little bit it's not bad advice and so now i'm done with the screaming and the studying and the tech week and the play and i'm just like there's a big cloud of question marks as far as what to do with my time and I like that. It's I, the same thing used to happen when I was in high school when I would get sick. It would just be a whole day to like null out my brain, listen to music, and then wake up the next day and be like, okay, I can do this. Things are cool and I have mm-hmm. like, I know my priorities and I've got things in order. And I spent a very long time doing all of those things that were obligations that I didn't really set any of my personal priorities. And so now I've reached the end of all of those things, all of those obligations, and I have a chance to reorient my personal priorities because I've escaped from that squeeze point. Okay. And that's part of why I like plays is because it, it forces you to squeeze like that. Okay. That's... And then you've, you've got the freedom again. You, you can't appreciate the freedom until you've had it stripped from you entirely. Yeah. <laughs> you can't like chocolate without broccoli. You can't be... Wrong about your opinions on M&M's if you don't like broccoli, if you don't eat broccoli. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what the priority is that I need to reorient this, this post-squeeze point period. Rethink your candy opinions, Zach. Oh, I will never. I probably ought to because my body does not like the amount of gummy, sweet, fruity things that I consume. But I will not. If you eat a peanut M&M, peanuts have like protein and stuff. Uh, right. See, it's a healthier option. But doesn't peanut butter also have protein? With like 
tons of added sugar. It basically cancels the whole thing out. Mm, but peanut, there's no added sugar. It's just... It's just a peanut. It's the healthy choice. Yeah, it's peanut covered in chocolate. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, depending on the week, science says chocolate's good for you. But like, fruit's also good for you. So if I get a gusher, that's just fruit covered in fruit. <laughs> and both of those are good for you. Right, right, yeah. But who knows, really, what side of the negative-positive spectrum healthy things are on. Because if healthy things are on the negative side of the spectrum, and two negatives make a positive, which in this case is bad. Okay, I see what you mean. Maybe they cancel out. Maybe they cancel out. Maybe too much health is bad. Because we know that you, like, if you have two, two bad things for you, it doesn't make it good for you. Right, obviously. So then, like, by the, the rules of rings or something, I don't know enough about math, there's got to be a negative end to that spectrum, and it must mm -hmm. be that you can have too much fruit. Absolutely, you can have too much fruit. And too much fruit is bad. There's no such thing as too, too much CBD oil, Zach. Which is a positive. <laughs> you can't reference podcasts because nobody else knows what the heck we're talking about, because all of our listeners either produced those podcasts or only listen to this one. No, Merlin Mann is losing his shit right now. <laughs> I was about to say double, triple turns out, and then I was like, wait, no, I can't say that. And then you were like, you can't overdose on CBD. And I was like, oh, no, uh, I lost my opportunity. Turns out would have been a great reference. Uh, uh, that's a better reference. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Listening to Gimlet shows makes me so sad. They've got a podcast that interviews Lyft drivers about what they want to do after being a Lyft driver, which is, inexplicably, sponsored by Lyft. Lyft ought to have nothing to do with it. It's just about Lyft drivers, people who, after working for Lyft, will go on to do things that are not better than Lyft, but different from Lyft. Look at this army veteran who drives for Lyft and is trying to get money for her kid's college fund by driving for Lyft. Subscribe to Pick Me Up on all the major podcast platforms that allow us to see the astrology sign of your firstborn child. This has been a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. I also listened to this episode of uh, Without Fail. What do you think? I, I think there were equal amounts of each of them talking about themselves and one another. It was not, as you <laughs> said, just Alex Blumenfield talking only about himself while... Uh, Ira Glass just kind of was there. You're right. You're right. Alex Bloomingdale talking about himself was just what I expected to happen and certainly influenced my opinion on the thing. Mm -hmm. That being said, I did not like that. I disagree with the recommendation from Dubai Friday. I didn't mind that episode. It wasn't whatever John said it would be that you could like, oh, it's great for people who make podcasts. To... It was just like an okay episode of an entrepreneur type podcast mm -hmm. uh, and also this lift thing makes me sad as well I, I have problems with the gig economy and we've talked about it before speaking of the gig economy i need a job so you can find me on fiverr that's not true i'm not on fiverr okay <laughs> but i have been going to like networking events because i'm at that stage in my college career where they're like hey you need a job now you need to, like, go out and prove that you can actually code things and not just, like, toy problems and linked list 30 times. And I'm like, okay, I guess I need to do something that isn't a linked list. And so then I go to these networking events. And I don't 
I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, Sardis. I go to these networking events and I'm like, wow, there sure are some people here. And even if it's not a computer science networking event, sometimes I go to a networking event and it's called the Milwaukee podcast networking event. And, and they didn't like nobody was there who was like talking about podcasts. It's just somebody also was recording their podcast at this networking event. But it was just like, I don't know. So, so what do I do? What do I do at a networking event, Sardis? When I go to there and they say, hi, and then I, I think I got a name tag. I don't remember. And then do I just eat their fancy cheeses and leave? Is that the point of a networking event uh. is for everybody to get fancy <laughs> cheeses? Because I'll, I'll go, but then I'll just eat the fancy cheeses and leave and I'd be aware that that's what I'm getting myself into. Well, they're, they're preparing you for the workplace, Zach. They want you to learn to uh, enter a room, do nothing, and mostly mooch out company resources. Eat fancy cheeses and grumble about the podcast that I'm listening to because I didn't get a chance to, 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 to know if I was going to listen to the podcast. Exactly. But... More seriously, all events sponsored by corporations baffle me entirely, and I cannot give you advice about such things because I like I think you're supposed to meet people that you could potentially work with, and they're supposed to like you and want to hire you. And I guess you're maybe exchange LinkedIn information. I guess, but it, it's it's very strange. Actually, wait, update. I have remembered there was a good dog at that networking event. And so that one was worth it. But there was another one I went to that there wasn't a good dog at. So I still need advice. The good dog is not a staple of a networking event, unfortunately. It should be. It should be, for sure. This is a question for someone who's been to a networking event. I have actively avoided them. There was one last year in the dining hall that I was eating at, and I walked a very large distance, so I didn't have to go through it. Oh, no, I've been to those that they're like, hey, we're going to set up a booth in your school and you come to us and you get a business card. I've been to those. I know what to do with those because they give you a little list of things to do. I'm talking about when you go like to a company's place. Oh, and then they're like, hey, it's the dev fest. And you're like, I don't. I, and then you don't know what to say, but then they reach out to you on LinkedIn and you're like, I guess I'm going to work here now. That's the only place in Milwaukee that I know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the point is it's not for you to look good for them. It's for them to look good to you. Okay, so I'm the one being courted. Yes. I see. And you should treat yourself as such, Zach. You should go and eat all the fancy cheese. Hoard their dog. Can I bare my teeth and fend everyone off from, from petting the dog? Because it, this is my dog now. Nothing I have to say is as funny as that. <laughs> not, not that image, at least. I think that's what you should do. I think you should go in there and say, I'm Zach Sharp. I'm a programmer. <laughs> Hello. What do you got for me? <laughs> Convince me. Convince me to work at your establishment. Mm, huh. According to Business Insider, I am a valuable commodity in the labor market. <laughs> I am in high demand based on <laughs> one news article I read from the school that I went to. Sirtis, I have another question uh, in roughly the same vein. I joined the Dubai Friday Discord. Oh, okay, okay. Are you looking to network there? I don't know. Is it, is it, it feels the same, it's the same energy. I like walk in and everybody knows each other and I'm like, oh shoot, how do, like, what do I do now? Do I just jump in? Does somebody make a joke? And I like to go, ha 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 ha, great joke, Warren Height. And then they're like, who are you? And then I get shunned and then they yell at me and then they kick me off the server. And is, am I supposed to do the same thing? Am I just supposed to like insert myself into a group? At, at the dev fest and and be like when when somebody else says oh i'm a programmer so i'm in high demand i go ha 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 what if, what if they kick me out of the space 
and I get blocked from their server. Okay. Here, here's the here's the plan. The, that's just a test. The, Kicking you out of the server for the corporation, at least. I'm not sure okay. about Dubai Friday, but that's a test. That's a straight up test. They they kick you out, and they want you mm. to circumvent their security. Okay, it is and get back It is in. actually a security company. If you can do that, you definitely deserve to work there. I see. It's like the professor who posts the answers in like on his server, but you gotta you gotta crack his password to get onto the server. But then if you crack his password, you did even more work than you would have if you just did the work. But now you've got the answers mm-hmm. either way. And that's cool to you. Yep. And I'm not sure about Dubai Friday. Uh, the, the same thing happens on the indie web. The indie web has a Slack. And I'm part of that. And that's hilarious. Well, they also it's an IRC, but I just use it via Slack because there's no good IRC client okay. for okay. my computer. I understand. That makes more sense. But, but if, I, if I'm part of that and then like... I'm gone for a day and then I come back and a whole bunch of stuff has happened. How am I supposed to like know what to say? What's the first thing that I say when I join this Slack and I'm like, hey, what up? And apparently, IndieWeb actually, it's, it's a clearer thing. Just you can say good morning. And that means I am here. And it's like a standardized thing that you just come in and you're like, good morning. And then it's, it's like saying, Zach has logged on. Zach is here. Zach is ready to talk about how to dismantle Facebook and gripe to you with you about how dumb facebook is and how mark zuckerberg is a a big doo-doo head and zach is here and zach is ready to to gripe with you why do you feel the need to talk to strangers isn't that what you do is not that what you're supposed to i mean i guess you you you've struck at the core of this which is that i never even considered that i could just kind of passively watch it float by like a river the slack is a river it's not an obligation Oh my gosh. Oh my god, Sirtis. The slack is the weather. You're the sky. Sirtis, you freed me. This slack, <laughs> it's just a river. I can just watch it flow past me. And if somebody says something that I think is cool, and they're, they're like, hey, I'm making a podcast, yeah. I can be like, hey, have you heard about Project Elrond? And I'll be like, what? And I'll be mm-hmm. like, it's this crazy new indie web thing that this, this dude, Sirtis, came up with. He's not actually called Sirtis, but he's concerned about privacy. Because he's concerned about his privacy, he's concerned about your privacy. So the Certus guy made, made Project Elrond, and you can use Project Elrond in your, your indie web podcast now, just so you know. And then, but then they get mad at me, and they kick me out of the server, because I'm, I'm hawking my wares. Okay, so here's what you do. Okay. You come up with a D&D character. You just build one as if you were going to play in a campaign. Okay. And you act as if that character as if you were that character on the discord and it'll be a novelty and people love novelty mm-hmm. is for what i hear is mm-hmm. what i hear it novelty is a cool thing it's what the kids are doing novelty they want the novel new Fortnite dances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and eventually you'll have an in via this character you can and your little character can say hey this guy is act sharp he's cool oh and not me oh okay you pull the pull See? a switcheroo on them they think they've mm-hmm. been coming to like this guy, but this guy mm-hmm. is actually an elf from the Fey realm and is not real. But the guy they right. really like is me. And that way, it doesn't matter how many elves get kicked off the Discord server mm-hmm. because they're fictional. It's like when you tell the, the AP test people the wrong social security number. You give them the wrong social security number, and then you call them and you say, well, so whenever <laughs> you get the exam right, then you call them and you say, hey, you messed up my... Not AP, ACT. You messed up my ACT score thing. My social security number isn't that thing that you have down. I don't know what happened. 
it's just like off by one digit. Could you fix that real quick? And then they only ever have record of you doing one ACT test. Perfect, but there's no penalty for taking the ACT multiple times. Yeah, there is. They, 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 some schools don't Franken-score you. Oh, okay. But still, wouldn't they just take the best score? Not always. Sometimes they look at the fact that you took the ACT too many times. I don't, I don't know. I saw it on Reddit once. I can't defend the choices of this anonymous internet person. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you do that, so you, you just call them up whenever, whenever your elf is good. Whenever you've got a cool elf, then you call them up and say, hey, you've got this elf social security number wrong. The elf is actually Zach. Zach is the one who's cool. Okay, cool. I, I like this plan. I think it's going to work well. Okay. So, so you're saying just pretend to be someone else, and that's how they'll learn to love the real me. And maybe you'll discover something about yourself in the meantime. Mmm. Mm, it'll be like a Matthew Broderick movie. Mm-hmm. Did I say his name right? I have no idea. I think I said all the syllables right, but I thought them wrong, which is a very interesting phenomenon. That is interesting. <laughs> Moral of the story is, corporations are weird. Yeah. Dubai Friday is a corporation, and all corporations are just looking for an excuse to kick you off their servers. There's several good transitions that are not this one. (laughs) It sounds stressful being a networking event that you don't know anyone at. It sounds stressful. We talked about stress earlier, Mm -hmm. things that are all consuming, and eventually they just die down, Mm -hmm. and you're left with nothing to do. Mm And you can go a couple ways at this point when you have nothing to do. And one of those ways is relaxing. And one of those things is doing more things that don't require so much obligation. Okay. So now that I've gotten kicked off the final server. Right. <laughs> what, what do I do now? Do I make a new elf character or do I try another attack vector? Well, that's completely up to you. This is your winter break, of course. So... What are you going to do over winter break, Zach? Now that I've been kicked off the server. Now that you've been kicked off the final server and the theater server. Yeah, I think, I think actually I might try and be a cool elf on the IndieWeb Discord. Not Discord, it's not a Discord, but I've got that pathway locked in my head now. It's a Slack. I might try and be a cool elf on the IndieWeb Slack and just kind of keep up to date with that stuff because I haven't had a chance because like I go to class and they post 300 things and if I'm am in a class that I want to actually pay attention to, I can't also pay attention to the indie web slack. Okay. Cool. And then I don't know. I you wrote this and I hadn't even like considered it. I had had so many things that I've just been like, oh I'll get to that in winter break. But I didn't write any of them down. I didn't think about it very hard. One thing is presumably make my website work. But a lot of the other things that I have in my dumb projects to do when I have time list are like, they're written by a different person who is not me. And so that's weird to look at. It's your elf. Yeah, I guess. The cool elf. The cool elf who wanted to make... Actually, wait, this idea is still really cool. The cool elf had some good ideas. (laughs) I like that one. I'm going to do that one, actually. It's also really simple and would only be enjoyed by me. Hmm, What else is it? Yeah, I think, like, get my website working and be a cool elf on the indie web slack and I don't know what else. Probably like watch TV and cuddle. It's winter. All right. The, the, the new episode, the next episode of The Good Place comes out January 10th. I'm real excited for that. Nice. Very nice. I enjoyed that show as well. Although I am only caught up to what's on Netflix. So no spoilers, please. Okay. 
how how would they reach you to give you those spoilers, Sirtis? Uh, that was mostly to you. Oh, okay. Because you were the only one who would give me spoilers on accident because you didn't know how far I was. If you tweet me the good place spoilers, I'll pass them along to Sirtis. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why you'd do that, but if it works. So what about you? Besides avoiding my spoilers. Yeah, uh, while I'm dodging Zach's attempts to contact me. You're just going to block me until you can buy Hulu mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the, the whole company. I have a list of things that I wanted to do over winter break, and I've been keeping it since about October. <laughs> oh boy, let's hear it. Uh, I have some app ideas, which were mostly created before I took all my apps off the App Store. So we'll Wait, see. you did that? Yeah. So I can't go and download another water tracker now? No. Dang it. Eh, not that big a deal. Was that like a, a just because you couldn't untie it from your old name? More or less, yeah. Also, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I lost interest. Fair. I have also lost interest in developing any sort of app. But these, uh, these apps are cool, Zach. Oh, okay. I can't tell you what they are because someone will poach my idea, but... Um, mm. Trust me, they're cool. Sir, just edit this out. What are they? No, those are the big app ideas. All right. Uh, the other ones, uh, I want to do more work on Project Mabinogi. Mm-hmm. Edit uh, names out of worrying bugs. Mm-hmm. Super awesome corp website. Sort of stone website, which got a line through it now. And the last thing is to get through... All my podcast backlog. Because <laughs> like, like we were talking about before, uh, mental squeeze points. One of the things I had to squeeze out was podcasts. Okay, so here's the, here's the tea. I squeezed out most of my podcasts. I squeezed it down into, I have a playlist of podcasts called Good right now. And if I'm like, man, I just kind of want to listen to some podcasts, then I listen to Good. Right. But there's other podcasts that I feel like I should listen to, like The News or The Fifth Column, because you told me to listen to that. Just the one episode. Still haven't. Or I did, any number of things that I enjoy but didn't make the good list. So the squeeze point didn't help, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> when I was saying the squeeze point, I was talking more about my like use of time. Mm-hmm. And I used that time to study for finals instead of listen to podcasts yeah anyway i have 40 podcasts in my backlog not (laughs) again it's gonna it's pretty small compared to zach's but it's big for me at least 100 of mine are like three minute news bits (laughs) but also that's 100 of mine okay so but those aren't the things i did immediately after getting out done with finals okay the thing i did immediately after getting done with finals is log on to youtube and pull up the playing for fun youtube channel which is where mike hurley and tiff arment post their streams for the playing for fun it's a it's a podcast but they do streams because it's fun and it's a podcast about video games Mm -hmm. which i don't play a lot of but i do like listening to mike and tiff talk about it because it's just fun Mm -hmm. and a big selling point at the moment is that they only post once a month and that is very manageable from a backlog perspective. Hmm. 
So the game they were doing this month was Half-Life, the original. Okay. And I watched Mike play all the way through it with Tiff watching because she had already played it. And it looked fun. Not fun enough for me to play after already knowing the story, but it looked fun. And after I got done watching whatever 20-some hours of that, Zach's giving me a weird look. I don't know why Zach's yeah, giving, giving me a, you a weird look. What? Because I have Steam notifications turned on. Okay. Uh, I I got to turn that off. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, I uh, logged on to Steam and I saw, oh, Half-Life 2 is 80% off at the moment. $2. That's a no-brainer. That's at least 20 hours of enjoyment for $2. Yeah. Or at least two hours of entertainment, not necessarily enjoyment. <laughs> two hours is something. 20 hours, yeah. 20 hours is something. So I got it and I started playing it. I don't usually play video games. I especially don't play first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. It's just not my thing. But I am kind of liking Half-Life too. Although I get so like uh, I I start feeling for the character. Like I I logically I know like if this guy gets shot at, nothing's going to happen to me. But mm-hmm. even still, it makes my heart go real fast. And I found out that I have a a nervous tick I didn't know about. The one nervous tick that I did know about is playing with this little strand of hair right here. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if you were doing that intentionally. But when you're playing a video game, both of your hands are full. Yeah. So what I started doing was biting the inside of my lip. Ow. And then like, yeah, ow. But it's not what I'm thinking about. I'm just like, I'm focused Mm -hmm. on the game, trying not to get attacked by zombie things in Ravenholm (laughs) or whatever. People who played Half-Life know what I'm talking about, hopefully, and aren't. (laughs) Because, Jesus, that's a scary chapter. And when I stopped playing, I like, ow, ow. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? You had so much adrenaline going on that you couldn't. And yeah, adrenaline, endorphins, or something like that. I just like, yeah, learned how to, I have a new nervous tick. And also that Half-Life 2 is fun, but also like super nerve wracking. And I cannot play it for more than a couple hours at a time. Okay. See, that's why I play like Cities in Motion and stuff (laughs) yeah no that's totally my kind of game because that's not nerve-wracking and then i get sucked into it stardew same thing Mm -hmm. love that stuff stardew is too much too much people see i haven't played stardew valley so i'm not entirely sure but from what i can tell stardew is too much people and i like the games where you've crash landed on an alien planet and then it's stardew valley but without the people see i thought i would feel similarly but i don't can i play stardew while listening to a podcast absolutely absolutely okay so the thing about stardew is there are some like questy things but you don't have to do any of them you can just Mm -hmm. farm and i like that and like nothing bad will happen if you just let all your crops die is it like real-time based uh it's 13 minutes per day i think but if you turn your device off for a week and come back your crops won't have died no they will not have no no time passes Mm -hmm. while you're not playing and consider it yeah i think you should because it's a really delightful game and there are just no stakes and it's really nice but like you Mm -hmm. can you can make this game as important as you want it to be in your life yeah in which like during finals i don't need it to be very important and if it was like dinging me that my crops were dying Mm -hmm. while i wasn't there i probably was just would have deleted the app but since no time passes there's no stakes and i can just play it when i want to because i want to so I'm quite happy with Stardew Valley, slightly less happy with Half-Life 2, although it is a much more engaging game. 
Mm-hmm. I just need to let my lip heal first. <laughs> so if you have tips on how to heal Sirtis's lips, or if you want to know what Zach has on his wrist right now, uh, 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 okay. What? You got a thing in your wrist. Yeah? We didn't talk about it. Haven't we? I swear we have. You, s- you said you wanted something, but you never actually said you got something. Oh, okay. I thought I said I got something. At least I don't remember. Redo that closer thing. Uh, okay. Um, or if you want to find out what Zach has on his wrist. You can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at... 